Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that is us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex. Today we got an interesting one, switching it up a little. No, I'm excited. We got a fun one. We have our real good friend from college here. Uh, You know, Gary, we told you we could have you on the podcast when pigs fly. Turns out today we're covering... (laughs) We're covering Porco Rosio. Sorry, that was a lame joke. Uh, we're having Gary's here. Perfect. Yeah, Gary, uh, introduce yourself a little uh, to to the audience here. Uh, uh, and tell them a little about yourself. Uh, I am Gary, um, and uh, I watch a lot of TV. Oh, you, well, you fit <laughs> in perfectly true. around here. Welcome. No, Gary, uh, we've known Gary for a long time. He was Evan's roommate for a number of years. He's also uh, well, Gary and I roomed together too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm throwing out a bunch of history. As a floating here. roommate, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was all time roommate. Yeah. 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 Well, Gary, you picked out a great one. I'm gonna be honest with you. We we let Gary pick the movie. We are covering Porco Rocio. Which, I don't Rosa. know that's actually his last name. What? Rosa. <laughs> don't you know what Italian Rosa. dude? What are you doing? <laughs> How do you don't, say don't it? Don't you know it? Rosa? Parco Rosa. Oh, yeah. my bad. My bad. Now, don't oh, you yeah. know Disney's Italian? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's converted. Um, Japanese so, Italian. I had never seen this movie, Gary. Well, what's your history with this movie? Let's jump out of the gate. When did you first see this movie? All right, so the the history of me watching this movie goes like a little far back, in that I was at a pottery show and this uh and I bought this piece of pottery, and this girl goes Toto or Totoro, and I was like, yeah, and it's because like I know of like all all like the Ghibli the the Ghibli films, but I haven't like really watched them. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, like I saw on HBO that they have them, so I was like, all right, I got to go and watch these. These mm-hmm. films, so I I started with, with Spirit Away. I went to like uh, the, my neighbors, my neighbors Toto, and then like uh, what, what's the one with the fish, the fish one, Ponya. and then now, yeah, Ponya, and then now mm-hmm. I, I'm watching. Uh, or I, I just watched like uh, the, the one that we're talking about today. So okay, that is my history with it. It's not a, it's not a vast history. It's not like a super love for Poker Rosa, but but I think it actually is like a pretty underrated film. Yeah, yeah. Well, even I had in, never even heard of it. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah. Sorry. Even in the the uh, also, is this like a, a GIF GIF situation? Is it Ghibli or is it Ghibli? I I honestly don't. Know. I have no idea. I don't even I don't I've even speak English Ghibli. good. So yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, I'm not really the person that speaks English well. So I don't think that you should ask me. Kings of mispronunciation around here. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. But so yeah, I think the rule of thumb should be like whatever is most hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that should always be the rule. So. Um, Lean on the side I, of hilariousness. I hadn't seen it either, but I, I, um, I was. It, it did pique my interest because we watched Luca last year, mm-hmm. and that movie is set in like Italy, 
and the town is called Porto Rosso, and it's oh, like a direct <laughs> homage to Porco Rosso. And so that that was my first time. I'm not hearing of it, but like seeing it referenced outside of it. So, and then I, so I was right. His last name is not Rosso. Uh, what is it? I don't know. It's not Rosso though. They say something oh, else. Yeah, his... it's his. That's like his uh, his his moniker. It's it's like yeah, the, the red pig. pig. Yeah, yeah. Rosso means red. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> oh stupid me. Sorry. I, okay, hey, I'm learning. We're, I, this film, I'm not kidding. I finished maybe 30 minutes ago. I'm fresh <laughs> off it. I've been reading about it ever since. I'm, I'm amped to talk about it, though. I really am. I think there's a lot. What, what's really interesting is any Studio Ghibli Ghibli film, um, you are... Uh, yeah, you, there's like so much to it. This is like there, we, we could talk for hours about this. I feel like, um, uh-huh. but I'm I'm really glad you recommended it because I don't know I would have checked it out anytime soon without your recommendation, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> shit, wait, shit, uh, should we consider it a recommendation since I also like just watched it like two days ago? Yeah. No, 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 it's perfect. No, 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 it's good. It's good because there's no way no, we I'm could fair. There's no way we could talk about this without spoiling the the whole plot yeah. because it's so like we're we're going to get into it but like talk about like a romanticized Italian seaside pirates and seaplanes but also mm-hmm. Our main character is just a pig, and they don't ever explain it. And he it's lives just, in a human world. It's just clearly Michael Keaton. I feel like the first thing we should really talk about, though, because it's the one that I really want to talk about, so it should be the first thing, is the voice actors yeah. and how yeah. and how there's the American, but they're all American. <laughs> they're all, yeah. They all have American accents and they'll be like, ah, yes, speaking in French and like speaking yeah. in Italian, but it's all American. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't and, realize till halfway through that it was fucking Michael Keaton. What? How did you not? It is only I, halfway through. I was like, Michael Keaton. I was like, this is Birdman. How did I? No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I instantly equated it to. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah it, it literally is just so him. And it's, he's perfect for the role he's perfect yeah. sorry go on go yeah on. but before we dig into the voice cast real quick so this movie came out in 1992 so it is mm-hmm. as old as i am uh and originally it started out as it, it was conceptual or i think it was like a, a manga series that uh, uh hayao miyazaki had done and then he wanted to make it a short film in partnership with like japan air or like some japanese airline that they would show in flight <laughs> But then, but then. Wait, 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 wait! I'm so sorry to interrupt. Wait, I'm so sorry to interrupt. He wanted to partner with an airline about a, a, yeah. a movie about dog fighting. What? That's wait, insane. Okay, I, I think Isn't it, it to changed. make his first adult film? Well, not adult no, film like that, so. but his first like like adult theme. His first adult theme. I mean, um, he does talk about the, Peel's butt a lot. Her big butt. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get. Hey, wait, no, we got. We will get into all of that. I have notes. Um, I have notes. Okay. okay. Uh, 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 so, so yeah, he partnered with this airline. It was going to be a short. It was an in-flight movie. But then a war in Yugoslavia Pre- happened, and so nine eleven world. Like, like uh, uh, the the. I think the story and the plot maybe changed a little, because oh. I, I think the manga is a little more like even more romantic. It's about the planes and like it's more swashbuckling and adventure some. Um, mm. And maybe less of like a 
uh, a vibey contemplation on, on war. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> on war and what it does to a man. <laughs> yeah. It was... Cla- I, I, I think any movie where the, the theme kind of sneaks up on you like that, it was not towards the end where mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, wow, this is about what war does to a person. I was like, how did right. I not catch that from the beginning? I didn't mm-hmm. so... And reading all of the stuff afterwards... What a film. Sorry. Sorry. I'm too excited. No, that's I'm fine. too excited. That that was one of my thoughts, though. I was like maybe 20, 30 minutes into the movie. And it's, you know, st- it's mostly flight scenes. And I was like, like, this is beautiful. But where's the yeah. Hayao Miyazaki contemplations on, on war and feminism? Yeah. And, and then it all, ex- <laughs> yeah. once he got to the, the workshop or met Fio, it all picks up from there. But um, uh, no, but yeah, the, let's talk voice. Well said, the animation, yeah. as always, beautiful. Let's do voice. Oh, yeah. Um, as Gary had said, Michael Keaton is the star. <laughs> how would you guys? How do you guys feel about this? I feel like. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, it just was wild to me. It blew my mind I, more than anything. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny because it's like Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton playing Clint Eastwood, but he's also Italian. But he's not Italian. He's like clearly Michael Keaton American. So it's like. <laughs> like I, I, I love uh, all of Michael Keaton's like like I don't know what he call, what, you, what you'd call him, like a heroism, but him being like sorry baby gotta yeah. fly, and, <laughs> and like I, I, I feel like that was like, like the most well executed one. The other ones were like sorry I'm a pig, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you humans or laws don't okay. mean anything to a hold pig. Hold on, hold on, you are roasting some of my favorite lines here now. I love <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, wait, pig lines. Yes, the pig lines, because the pig line. no, no, stop, okay, you guys are not about to gaslight me. The pig lines are like, what the movie is all about is literally, <laughs> God, no, oh, you I guys mean, are yeah. not about to make me feel like I'm crazy here. Look, Miyazaki has a fascination with pigs and the representation of what they mean. So I took note from the beginning that this guy is a pig for a reason, and they very little talk about, like, why or how he gets turned into a pig. The pig lines are what it's all about. I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. Boom! Yes, yes. Mike's okay, drop, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, are I'll you I'll kidding me? One. I'll give you that one. And, no, no, but I so... Don't. In all actuality, it is about, like, humanity, and it's about, mm-hmm. like, the feelings and emotions, and because he's, like, back from this war that, like, traumatized him, PTSD, as they, I'm sure they call it, he now is not human. He's, he is a pig. All middle-aged men are pigs. Like, <laughs> those, I'm telling you, that is, those lines are what the movie is about. All right, all right. I'm convinced. (laughs) No, we can get into it. We can get into it. There's a lot of them, though. And I get what you mean is, like, it's supposed to sound like a badass pilot being like, don't wait up for me. But but it's so much more than that of the the movie. Like, the movie is not about him being a a, a pirate hunter, bounty hunter. That's very little to do with it. It is about Mm -hmm. him trying to... He like, oh, God, I, I, I feel like I could write a paper about this. He has come back from this war and to cut himself off from like the evils of war and, and seeing his friends die. He's just like cut himself off from like humanity as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's a pig. I think that's well, why and, he's a pig. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, say, well, yeah that, I think that is what the hint is that, is that he's a pig and that it's a and it's like a self-imposed curse like that. Mm-hmm. He. Hates that that he wasn't able to like save all of his friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So then he mm-hmm. sees himself as like uh, this pig, and yes. the, you know, I, I was I was gonna make the joke that his his pigisms kind of remind me of like 
like like like like a, a Spider-Man two. Like wait, 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 he, he he's like putting on that facade of that he's venom now so he's like a badass so to me it's like <laughs> like 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 he, he's making all, all those little like comments as like yeah this is what like like a hero would say or not hero, yeah. like a grizzly i think you're onto it i think you've nailed it it's like his idea of what a badass yeah. pilot would say in this situation which, if that's the the case, I feel like that's the 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 second time in a movie I've seen this, this and like the like what Spider Man two, and yeah. every time it's just like it's like so like not obvious that it just is like awkward that you're just yeah. like yeah that was like a good line. <laughs> <laughs> just for like, clar- this point of clarification, weird. that's Spider Man three that Venom is. Oh, Spider Man yes, three! Yeah, I'm not yeah. a Spider Man fan, so <laughs> that's, okay. that's all right. That's all right. I was just putting it out there. All right, like here, like if you want to get some 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 clean audio so you can edit it for it. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. <laughs> so just add it like one of those into that, like overclip that, and I feel like... like It'll be perfect. <laughs> no one will ever know. Yeah. But okay. remember, this is also one take mic, so you got to make it look yeah, <laughs> no seamless. What if it's... I, I, hey, if you're up for it, I, this could be our first no-edit episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So, look. I was, him being I wasn't a pig con- is important. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, I, I love the the character of Porco, but I, I'm not completely sold on Michael Keaton as his character. <laughs> like, no. I don't think it works. I, I think there's probably someone who could have pulled it off better. He does a fine job, but it, it's not my Do you favorite get voice. That mainstream in success without what do you Michael mean? Keaton, though. I don't right, it's 2005. It's, it's Disney. It's 2005. Sure. Yeah, it came out yeah. in the U.S. in 2005. Um, yeah. And then one of the leads, Gina, um, you know, I don't even know the voice actor's name, voice actress's Susan name. Egan. I, thank you. I know her as Meg from Hercules. Ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I spotted her faster than I did Michael Keaton. You did? Wow. Really? But what, so, what about Ben Brad Garrett? <laughs> Brad Garrett. Who did great. he play? Mama, the Mama oh. Ayuda leader, dude? What? Oh, I missed that. The gang. I missed that leader. actually. Yeah, I did. I missed that one. Sorry, I haven't looked it up. I, I, I we're just we are t- right. teaching That's me right. the cast for the I first think you, time. Yeah, I think you, you've literally just outed yourself as not an everybody loves Raymond fan. <laughs> like I think that Guilty. you must hate everyone loves Raymond. Guilty. I mean, I, I, I know you... who you're referring to, but like, you're right. I did not watch a ton of that TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty uh, as charged. Um, uh, Susan uh, Egan is Gina, the love interest. Uh, was Megan Hercules also Belle in the original Broadway mm. uh, production of Beauty and the Beast? Lynn in Spirited Away, oh. and Rose Quartz in Steven Universe. Pink. pink Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that it's is my voice cast. But that's fun. Yeah. Um, right. And then, yeah, I, I, I. Oh, sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, oh I, was I was just gonna, gonna say, say yeah. Oh, you know that one take. Baby, let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, <laughs> one take, Mike. One take, Mike. <laughs> that, that, that's how you know that it's one take. If I keep saying that, um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. I I, I do kind of uh, agree with Evan on Michael Keaton because I think there are a lot of like other uh, really or, like good voice actors, and then mm-hmm. so, so it sort of like cuts a little bit of Michael Keaton's performance. So yeah. I just watched Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. So I think he can do no wrong. So okay. he could he could be with the star of whatever he wants, in yeah. my opinion. 
I I love that he had, like after the '90s, he, he was not in the mainstream, and then oh, there was the Michael Keaton-assance, and yes. like Birdman, and then wasn't he in Step Brothers or or something like no, that? No, 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 like no, no. The, he was in the other oh, guys where he has the guys. hilarious running bit where he keeps quoting TLC songs and lyrics, but he like pretend like he's like <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, listen, boys. <laughs> Don't go chasing waterfalls. And they're like, no one says that unless you're quoting the TLC song. And he's like, never heard it before. And you're like, no, that, it, yeah. it's great. It's really funny. The, the, the most 2010s joke of all yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> but I, I would actually say Other Guys is what got him back into the mainstream a bit. That was like his first yeah. role where people were like, oh, yeah, Michael Keaton. Look at this guy. He used to play Batman. Mm. So and I'm, I'm laughing a lot. Spider-Man universe. universe. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think what, what, what Michael Keaton and C- Christian Slater to me are like the same guy, especially o- older and like I just always if I see Michael Keaton or Christian Slater, I'm just like that's Christian Slater, but then I'm also like that's Michael Keaton. So yeah, they fill a, a similar s- space in the the zeitgeist. Um, uh, Theo is the the younger uh, female lead in in this movie played by kimberly williams paisley from father mm-hmm. of the bride uh but i recognize her more from um according to jim <laughs> the jim belushi sitcom did you watch a lot of according to jim i, I used to uh, yeah so um Theo was one of my favorite characters in, in the thing uh-huh. and there's a moment where Theo's like designing the new ship and i was like is Theo the lo-fi hip-hop girl and i looked it up and she was not i was i was convinced you almost got me for a second I, I, guys i thought i was about to come here and drop the hottest fact of all time but it was it's not true um yeah so that's all the the big names uh what well, well there is a random uh small role one of the pirates one of the mama ayuda pirates is voiced by frank welker who voices uh fred and scooby-doo and also oh. Megatron in the Transformer cartoons. <laughs> I didn't know there was that crossover, uh, but love it. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. Both huge villains. Just kidding. Well, and mm-hmm. I think that what well, um the, the guy that plays Patrick's in it too, like SpongeBob right? Patrick, oh, or is it? Maybe. It's either it's either wait, it's either Patrick or he plays Marshall's dad. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. You mean that Patrick? Let me. I have a double check. All right, Patrick producers, yeah. <laughs> please uh, double check this. <laughs> okay, so uh, voice wait, cast wait, Curtis. Curtis is uh, Carrie Elway from The Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, oh. the <laughs> who, who, like who is American the only actor. non? Yeah, who is the only non-American? But plays the American. <laughs> The most American. He's got a Texas accent. Sweet Southern accent. The whole accent. <laughs> okay, so so not only does he have a, a Texas accent, he has like a, a Croatian flag on his lapel, <laughs> and then he also has the most French Italian mustache I've ever seen in my life. Okay, <laughs> so. all right. Gary brought it up, so we're we're getting back into the pig comparisons. So throughout mm-hmm. this film, there's a lot of things like him calling him a pig, and now that Gary has actually put it in context for me that it's a self-imposed um 
pigdom, if you will. It so it the self-imposedness of it. He's actually one of so like if you look at everyone's like mustaches and beards, all the pirates and and even people in town, they're all like gruely, unruly. And his is like Gary said, so clean and and French, like the pigs, both pig and the real American. Uh, I, I'm blanking on his name Curtis. at the moment, but Curtis. they have two of the cleanest mustaches. And I think I think because it, it's supposed to symbolize like. He's not actually a pig. It's just it's like his own thoughts and feelings about himself. Like compared to everyone else, he's actually a pretty good dude. He's pretty honorable. Oh, he's honorable like Theo said. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a, a, a simpler mustachio time. I think this is like I think you can tell by some of the mustaches that this was back when the the, the toothbrush mustache was still in and it, yeah. it wasn't it was no longer a faux pas. Had to be. <laughs> You're not yeah. getting those mustaches without a lot of work. <laughs> um, uh, uh, this reminds me, uh, Gram- Fields' grandpa, Piccolo something, um, is voiced by yeah. David Ogden Steers from MASH. Oh. Uh, he has some other pretty prominent voice roles that I forgot to write down, but they're somewhere. One of the- but does R. he R. break the the, 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 the- does he break the, from the cast by like him and and the grandma being the only ones that are like even attempting like an Italian accent? Yeah. Like when, when the, like remember when the grandma comes out, she's like, uh, "Porcolino." Yeah. And like that's, like, that's the, the most the, Italian person. The whole I know. Um, but like yeah. if you look at, at at like a map of where they are, they're like they're in like the islands off of like the the Balkans. So like there's like, there's like Italy, mm-hmm. and then there's like essentially like Italian and like um, like Croatia, like the old, old Balkan states. So like they're essentially yeah. all Italian. Yeah, this, that makes sense. Yeah, this is one of the few uh, Ghibli films that is set sort of in the real world. It takes place in the Adriatic Sea. I think the town they're in might be fictional, but it is uh, set in like 1929, post World War One, Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, some of the this besides the him being a war pig. commentary there. Besides him being a pig, it is the real world. Like, there's no magic. There's no (laughs) what-have-yous, which I enjoyed, which is a little different. Not saying I I don't enjoy that in a Miyazaki film normally, but um, this was really refreshing. This was – it had the same beautiful feels, looks, tones, but I – I think because I was searching so hard for a theme and meaning, I was like, there's no way he's letting this go all vibes like a Tim Burton film. <laughs> I like, I really <laughs> ended up that. enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. But it almost is. It is. Yes, there's like the dog fight towards the end, but it does feel pretty slice of life pacing wise. Like this could have been an, a 90 minute episode of a series. Like, there's like one adventure. It's the the, the big uh, airplane showdown towards the end, which I appreciate about the movie, and I think that is. But like, it, it, it's even more understated than a, uh, a Ghibli Ghibli film normally is. Like we we talked about Spirited Away and how that kind of played out like a, a chapter book where you're reading along, and this one mm. was like a chapter of a chapter book. No, that's a good point. Which I, I mean, that's like sort of what, what I love about his ability to like build these these worlds or, or these like partial worlds is he doesn't like have to like explain anything to you. Like there's very little a- a- a exposition. It's just like, you know, like like um, and I, I think it's it's like really cool to see in this film because you think that like I got like a little fly away here. Let me hide that from the camera. But 
One take, baby. One, one take. take. Yeah, one take, Mike. One take. One take, Mike. Maybe one take, Mike. But no. So like you, um, like you, 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 like I think there's probably like a um, when you build like a, a real world world, like I think that like makes it somewhat easier. But at the same time, like I think he was like flexing his muscles because at the same time he still made it feel like so like fantastical. You know, like these, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, man, I had never seen it, like. Any of those those planes, like all those seaplanes, were like so cool, you know, like like, like Mm -hmm. the huge motor on on top of it and stuff. And then like, sort of like all of like the 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 nods to like like that that Italy was becoming because you know like between the WW one and WW two, Italy becomes like fascist. Yeah. So then like you can Mm -hmm. see like all all, all the guys like with the armbands on their shoulders. And like, there's like all these nods to to, to like fascism and, and how Italy's becoming fascist. So I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's cool that that Ghibli can that Ghibli has this ability to essentially like craft this world and all of these like these plot lines and settings without ever like saying anything about them. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I think that's great storytelling when that is such like a minor detail, but it's very present and it's very. <clears throat> important for the story it's important to his character you know this is he fought in the war he lost friends and now he's like man the country i once fought for has has turned to to the to the dark side like it's it's real dark human emotions but you know we're we're watching a pig that flies planes uh, experience them i was i was watching like a a youtube overview of the, the movie after i watched it and and the way they described it i think sums it up really well it's like the fascism is present, but it never envelops the movie, never becomes what it is. It's sort of this undercurrent to the whole thing, which is pretty cool. Good um, like, like I had said earlier, like the first maybe 20, 30 minutes seems pretty lighthearted uh, mm-hmm. in, in uh, perspective with the, the last half. And I was like, where where is the Hayami Miyazaki commentary? And then as soon as he meets... Theo, she says, are you leaving because I'm a woman? I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> no subtlety. No. Uh, and there is, I mean, we should just get into it. There's a lot of commentary on um, uh, Theo, like just as like a young girl that everyone fucking loved. And that was the Spotify uh, or the lo-fi uh, joke. I was going to be like, everyone still <laughs> loves Theo like they did back then. <laughs> and so... Um, but it's not the same person, damn it. So joke ruined, joke ruined. So, uh, but <laughs> what, it, this was one part of the film. Now, Theo's a 17-year-old girl. It, it, in tr- like, today's standard, okay. she is underage. The movie yeah. does not treat is her it, like an underage. Is she actually 17 in the movie? Yeah, I mean, that's what they said. They, they, oh, they, there's, there's like a specific dialogue that, is, it that says she's 17. Uh, I, I took okay. note of it. The movie does not treat her as if she's an underage woman, so I don't yeah. think we should either, if that makes sense. I think it's maybe yeah. a cultural thing. Yeah. Times have changed. You know, this movie was 30 years old, and yeah. it's about a time that was many years before that. Yeah, so. it takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. It Almost has very, 100 years ago. <laughs> All the, the, the anime vibes yes. from like the <laughs> this is a sixteen year old girl and uh, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. So it's essentially 
I, I, like I said, once you get over that little bit, I, I don't think it's meant to be, but you know, there is commentary where yeah. he's like, all middle-aged men are pigs. And like, so there, <laughs> no, 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 but so like, I, there was part of me that was grappling with it. And I think that's part of what made it so interesting is, you know, Theo is, um, uh, a great engineer. Like she demands to go on this, uh, this adventure with him. There's a little too much talk mm -hmm. about her, her, her butt being bigger than it should be. But, yeah. But so like, I, this was like a really interesting through line and then it, it ends with the stakes of like her getting married off and and the yeah. other like the american dude he Do well the man. american he was well he was no, that was the bet married off. No, no 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 sorry the stakes yeah. oh. the stakes yeah. were okay. 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 her emotional like the stakes of the movie were like oh he has to let her go get married and even at the end the guy was like you can't have both of them I was like, this is what this is. What is going on here? I can't really tell. Like he's got his like old love, like his old war buddies <laughs> widow that he loves like for many, 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 many years. But he's also like, yeah, Fio's that hot yeah. new thing. <laughs> not, no, it's weird. It's weird. To, it's weird. <laughs> not to bring us back to Spider-Man, but what's that Tobey Maguire movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> Jared? Oh, no. It's, no, no, no. It's, it's like the brothers or something. I don't think I know it. Jake Gyllenhaal marries uh, Toby Maguire is lost in combat, and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, oh. marries his his uh, his wife, his widow. Classic. But then he comes yeah. back and has a classic recap. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's not Pearl Harbor, is it? No, it's not. I think that's the plot it's of the like Pearl Harbor. Movie the war too. in Iraq. No, yeah, it's the same plot. Jared. Dylan, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, Dylan would though. No, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, uh, so I mean, the the romantic interest of this pig Porco, which also we got to just say his name was Marco as a human, and so when he turned into a pig, he's like, "I'll go by Porco." Like, <laughs> pretty, cl pretty classic. <laughs> it's pretty great, I guess. Um, wait, but is it? Wait, wait, is Porco Italian for pig? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, I just so. thought it was like pig and Marco together. Or, or, or I thought it was I thought it was pork and Marco together. Porco. I mean, it could be. Then he just combined Italian. For yeah. yeah, I didn't know Italian for red. So it probably is fucking Italian. It is. It is. It is. Oh, Porco. It just stands for red pig. Uh, Alex is just like, man, beautiful. Yeah. It's like, like super on the nose. He's like, dude, can you believe that they, they combined Marco and pig? <laughs> I'm reading way too into it. I'm like, yeah, like oh my. And then they're like, well, in Italian, yeah. it just means red pig, actually. Okay. Where's the Alex has got the the the, the whiteboard out? He's like, okay, pig. Yeah, whip the corkboard back out. Sure, sure. Creative genius. I love this movie. I cannot believe they did this. Yeah. That is yeah. some Miyazaki shit, though. I, they yeah. like an interviewer would be like, "How did you come up with such a brilliant?" He goes, "It just means red pig." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like an okay pun, not really yeah. even a pun. It just <laughs> is. Uh, okay, um, which that's what, uh, what, what, what Evan, you, 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 you and I have talked about this before, but like, 
I, I always wonder how much is lost in in, in translate translation from Japanese to American. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. those like choices of of dubbing that like like Disney yeah. you know w- w- would have done because they did change like I think like the like the Donald Donald Curtis what was Donald Kurt or something like I don't think he was always that. So like they, they do like obviously change some things and I imagine that they also change like some lines but like I, I'm always like kind of curious like the things that sound more awkward I wonder if they're just doing like a direct a direct translation and that's why it's like, like oh got to be the case yeah I feel like for some uh, things I I don't know I don't want to blame it on every awkward piece of dialogue but um yeah I would imagine some of it is a translation thing but I think that is like I think dubbing is a skill you know I don't know it's necessarily um needed but like for an anime watcher like myself a good dub can can make a show like much better if that makes sense like much more enjoyable because there are dubs that um you can tell everyone is just reading their lines individualistically like they haven't read the whole script almost you know what i mean they don't know the Mm -hmm. context of what the next line is or what the line before was and you're like this is not good (laughs) you're like i can tell these people didn't read the whole script they just read their own lines next episode we're watching Porco Rosso subbed. Yes, subbed. Gary coming back. <laughs> Come back, tell you all the differences. Um, but but so you, you keep talking about this. What I didn't find there was really like any awkward dialogue too much. It must have just been Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> it must have, been, must have been his delivery. delivery. Sorry, baby, gotta fly. That, but that, oh, that's what a flying pig would say, and you know it. I know. I mean, it's good. It's good. I'm gonna start saying that. that that's actually like, like I, I had like a little joke written that like to end the podcast. I was gonna say, "Sorry, baby, gotta fly." That would have been your your tagline off. You're like, "Well, sorry, guys, I gotta fly." And then if you guys were... ever become like a larger production company, you, you you can use that audio link as like your outro. Sorry, baby, gotta fly. Then it's like. Shwoop. You get a royalty every time. No, it's like, uh, it's like the the end credit thing. You know how like, uh, what's J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot? And so it's like mm, Bad Robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the yeah, one slide. I always at the think end. of or Dan um, Harmon has his production company, Star Burns or whatever. I don't know why I think of like Nathan for you when they go absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be our outro. Yeah, if we okay. become a, a billion Sorry, dollar corporation. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's not the best line, but it's not that. It there, didn't, like, stand out as bad to me. There are some great lines in this, though. Uh, my, I think my favorite one, it felt like such a dig, but when uh, Curtis goes to visit Gina in the garden, she says, love is a little bit more complicated here than in America. Falling in love <laughs> happens to you all the time. What a fucking burn. It was good. Dude, that American yeah. slander, dude, throughout the movie. I was I here for it. it. I was here for it. They should have lined them what? up next. America, you're fascist. Did you now catch too. the 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 the, the, the other one, Evan? When he's like when he, when they're like first attacking that like ship to to like get Porco Rosso out, and the Americans like flying in the clouds, and he's like, yeah, he's something to the effect of like just like an American like flying too close to the sun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught that one, yeah. too. So they're, they're, they're yeah. digs at Americans the whole time. Um, that line's great because then instantly after he's rejected, what does he go and do? Falls in love with Fio. He falls in love at, with Fio. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's so it's good. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Which the, I was reading that, that like, he spoke. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, I was just going to say the oh. line you reference is about as, as subtle as, are you leaving because I'm a woman? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's what I mean about like the 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 translation. That stuff. must it's be like, direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So I think maybe, and we just talked about this on Fantastic Mr. Fox because we watched the Wes Anderson film. I think maybe because we watched that and the dialogue there is so direct, I I kind of appreciate it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't need Mm -hmm. to. I think what's great about it is, like Evan said, the fascism is that undercurrent. But there's other things he's just like very brunt and upfront about. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, this is about how war changes a man and fascism on the underneath. But there's also some commentary here. Let me let me lay it out for you. It's almost like a distraction. Not a distraction, but like a, it's like a good magic trick. Like, look over here. This is what this movie's about. But then when you're really paying attention, you're like, whoa, this is what he was doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- from what I have read and seen, I think the interpretation of him being a pig. So it, it, it's a self-imposed curse. Love it. But f- from people interpret it as uh, like a representation of his own faith in humanity. So after he loses all his, his buddies in the, the dog fight has no faith in himself or humanity. And there's, you know, there's that one brief glimpse that Theo gets in the middle of the evening of him as a human. And then at the end, uh, uh, after his fight with Curtis, he got Curtis is like, wait, let me see your face or something. And they kind of, they cut away, but you know, at that point in story wise, his faith in humanity is restored. So I really like that interpretation. It's really good because yeah. his faith in humanity was restored, and that's definitely what turned him back into a human. But Fio sneaks that quick little kiss off at the end, which she was like, Oh, I'll give you a kiss and that'll turn you back into a human. And it was like, nah, The kiss is not what actually did it, but it was a little bit of a catalyst for him to be like, ah, I believe in humanity again. <laughs> yeah. But like, also, like, what a. Um... Like, I love that he sort of uh, kept everything off camera. Like, so, like, you don't know if he does turn back into True. a human. Like, the, there's just, like, that that one comment that, um, that like, the, the the American makes. And and it could be, like, like the same situation where, you know, she, she's seeing him, you know, while he's daydreaming or whatever. Mm, could or, be just a know, flash. And, and he, yeah. Right? And it, it's, like, the, the same thing with the, you know, does he end up with, like, Gina? You know, like, you, you know, like, it's, like, sort of into that, but it's all done, you know, like... A, off off camera which i think is kind of cool i love it what was your guys's inter how, how'd you guys feel about the ending of the movie i, I i'm absolutely in love with it like i said I, for a moment i was like wow did that kiss turn him back and i was like nah his faith in humanity got restored so it was like mm. but then I'll, I'll be honest i didn't actually what what was hinting at that him and gina actually went and ended up together i kind of thought he went back to the beach and lived on his own well, because she was always waiting at the, the garden terrace for him. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would always empty. wait there. Yeah. What? Say again. So at the end, the, the garden is empty. She's no, she's not waiting there. Oh, That's why she reads yeah. in the so garden. Yeah. Beautiful. Also, or, or not to, just to play devil's advocate, because I like the beautiful ending. It, has she finally mm-hmm. like given up like waiting? Like it, he's not coming around. Like after yeah, I, I've seen, answer. I've seen all well, exactly, of Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Like I like the romantic ending better. We're going to say they ended up together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I chose to believe. But uh, if you watch the ending voiceover sequence, when, when uh, Theo flies over uh, whatever that island is called, mm-hmm. you see a little red plane parked on the garden side of the island. 
You dog, you solved it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. You don't. Parko's a pig. Parko the pig. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but (laughs) we 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 connect the more serious stuff in a second. But like that that also like where they kept like Porco's a womanizer. It's like is he though? Like he's like essentially the only womanizing quote he said was like was essentially just be like. Yeah, you, 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 you and I, baby, can talk about this by ourselves later. So and you're like, oh. So, but no, no, <laughs> they do. They call him a womanizer, a pig, and I think that is just a representation of like he's a bit of an outcast from society. He's a yeah. pig. Like, oh, I bet he lives his life just drinking and womanizing his days away. And it's like, no, that's not actually what he does. You're assuming because of you know, and I don't want to say we assume that of all war vets, but like I said, people that are a bit disconnected, you know, they drink, they smoke, whatever. Like they they probably all assumed he was a womanizer, and he just let him because he's so he just didn't care anymore. He's like, what? I, let him think what they want. Right. I don't give a shit. Well, that that that, uh, that that whole scene, like I was like uh, I was like vibing with the movie, but the whole scene when he's essentially you know like up in the clouds and stuff mm. is like unreal, yeah. you know, and and then like you. You realize that the the, the 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 halo up top is just like all of all of the like down or like casualties of the yeah. of the war. You're like holy, mm. you know, shit. He's <laughs> like, you have to get back to Gina. He's like, let me go instead. That part, that part really fucking got me. I was like, Ooh. I was like, oh, he does love Gina, even in this moment where he's like willing to sacrifice himself so she can still be with her husband. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. this is good. This is really good. Yeah, that sequence was haunting. I was like, okay. Yeah. This is a Hayao Miyazaki film. <laughs> like, Haunted. this is a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. But but for up, real, up can you imagine point? this being just an inline flight? Like, partner, like, now please enjoy um, Porco Rosio. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. people were like, whoa, I don't know. I want to fly after watching this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and, and, and to me, that almost feels like the end. Like, it feels like everything that happens after that is like an, like an after credits thing. But like I don't know, like for some reason, like the emotional like climax of the whole movie to me is essentially like you know like you're up in the clouds and everything's still, and you you just see that this like uh, stream out you know out out in the background, and like you don't really connect two and two, and then you know when that all happens, I'm like I was like holy shit, because then after that it kind of just goes back to being like a lighthearted yeah. film, you know, because for the yeah. most part, like Evan said, it's just like a slice of life, you know, like you never you know it's it's like you get a moment, a glimpse like into the into the, their lives. And then you're out, and and like that seems like the the only moment that you're like sort of, you know, it breaks that. Yeah, but it's that's what's kind of like beautiful about it is it really is just like this moment of this really larger story, and the fact that we're able to pick up pieces on the beginning and the end of it just from this, you know, what what have you time that we watch of it. It's really good storytelling in my opinion, and I think something that uh, Miyazaki does amazing is like. Halfway through the movie, you know, I, I've never once in my life had any interest in this, but I'm like, oh, I'm a seaplane enthusiast now. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I was like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna love seaplanes the rest of my life because of this yeah. one moment in this film. It's like really amazing, though. Which I, um, and I think that like that that whole scene where all those planes are flying up is is like a nod because I think however you say his name is, <laughs> I, I've been saying Ghibli because I don't want to butcher his name but um i, I think that that's supposed to be a nod to like his love for early a- aviations because because then you know mm-hmm. obviously it's a poignant moment but yeah like he's also like yeah. drawn all of these different types of planes yeah yeah 
in in some interviews about this movie, he said that like he would love to make like a frivolous because he loves you know old planes, tanks, vehicles, machinery, that kind of thing, and he's like an enthusiast about it, and he would love to make like a frivolous movie about those things, but he was like. I would make it out of my pocket if I could, uh, but like studios aren't interested in. So, like, so, as a backup, he has to make this really beautiful film. That's like <laughs> a war vet <laughs> dealing so, with humanity. What's so interesting to me is most of his messages are so anti-war, anti-capitalism, anti-consumerism. But like to mm-hmm. be so interested by like tanks, warplanes. That that almost is like a, a a weird fascination for all of it. His stuff being so anti-war, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Is that well, like a I like a, a, a police position. detective being a true crime podcast listener? Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But I think there is like a, a a beauty. Like I mean, he's he's probably like old enough to remember a time when there was like sort of like a like a lot of like machines were different. But like, you know, like you look at, at like, you know, for example, like cars like today, they're like essentially the same car, you yeah. know, but, but they like, like they, they all look, the chassis is exactly the same, you know, it's just like a varying mm. difference. But like, you know, like you look at cars like in like the 50s and stuff, you know, like, like the Mustang from year to year look completely different. You know, you look at all those planes, like they're, they're, they're completely different from each other. I you know, you're it's like, something. And I think mm. that like, you know, like I like, you know. I, in the same way, you know, through this movie, like, share the, now the same love for, like, you know, like, like, like a bygone era yeah. of, like, you know, like a, a plane with, with with a huge, you know, motor on top instead of, like, you know, every every seaplane I've ever seen in, in a movie has just has, like, the, the two legs. Same. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, like, the whole thing. And they all look the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to imagine Hayao Miyazaki's anti-war beliefs and and philosophies i imagine he also probably lived through like world war Two, so like that probably colors a lot of his perspective wow. luckily right. we have the internet or, yeah check or at least yourself the, yeah, at least how the, old is he yeah uh oh well I, oh, let me look he was okay he was born in 1941 so so yeah um, right in the midst of it or right at least the after the consequences um which it's a it's another ghibli film uh I don't know if I call it my favorite, but it's a must watch. It's called Grave of the Fireflies. I don't, I don't think he directed this one, but it is like a brutally honest look at post-war Japan, and it's about mm-hmm. these two orphans. Um, and it's one of the most sad. It's like a Dear Zachary type of recommendation, <laughs> uh, but you you gotta watch it. It's I'm crying movie. just at the name. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh... I did when I was doing some research after the fact. I did see that mentioned, and I was like, "Yeah, I gotta watch this." Yeah, yeah. this though to me, um, while it has the same feel, same sort of messages, this really felt different than a lot of Ghibli films. In in like, I, I think kind of like what you're saying is that it was based in the real world. It did feel very slice of life, and. The messages were more, well, I don't want to say this comparatively, but the messages were more the undercurrent, like you said. I really like that word because that is really how it felt. Like a blink, if you're not paying attention, if you're on your phone, you could miss a lot of important details, like we said. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this I, I just was really fascinated by this film as a whole. Like I said, I, I, I had complex emotions. There was points I wasn't crazy about, but then there was other moments where I was like, best movie ever. 
<laughs> well, and you know, like to 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 kind of spawn that on what you're saying, I think what makes it like even more I don't know what the term would be like bittersweet or like mm, not like, forever lasting. Is that okay? So like you know, they're all kind of like happy. You know, like 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 it's almost like it's back to this like roaring twenties era. But it's also at the same time like you're like lagging. So like for the same time you're you're, you're like being um, taken down by like you know you know the the, the past great war mm. right. And so so everyone you know has sort of that that, that facade uh, you know uh, that that hang, hanging over them. But then you know at, at the same time they're, they're like it's like lighthearted. They're having a good time. You know like obviously like like. He has like some demons that you know, demons that that are like, you know, he's cursing himself to be this good. But then you know, you you can see in the background that they're they're gearing up for you know like Hitler and you know fascism, you know, in in, in Europe. So it's it's like you're, you're interesting because you're in this little blip of time between like the two great wars, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and I, I think that that makes it even a little more like 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 slice of life, but like you almost like feel for them because they're so happy yeah and then that whole you know, you, know you, you can imagine that yeah that porco rosso and mm-hmm. then like all get thrown back into like you know yeah and even you know worse war yeah. yeah well said no really well said in 2011 hayami Miyazaki did say he would be interested in making a sequel to this uh mm. but studio ghibli has since announced that it's not in their current plans unfortunately well, also, so, he's real old now, so... This film got okay. a 95 on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess I don't know uh-huh. how well or, or or not most of them do, but that's pretty mm-hmm. remarkable, like, for, for an animated film. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think there's a lot of merit here. And so while Gary was talking about this, the, the sort of the lighthearted nature, but there's, like, real evils afoot, uh, what, uh, uh, what they really do well is there's always this sort of gray, you know, your hero sometimes makes mistakes or isn't a perfect person, but the villains usually are not just like your typical all out evil take over the world villain. They're, they're sometimes more like a villain of like circumstance, like in spirited away. It's just capitalism that mm-hmm. is getting in the way of everything. And in here it's more so, you know, um, Curtis is, is hired to, to go against him more than anything. Like they're, they're two men of gentlemen at the end. You know what I mean? They, they can uh, shake hands and do it, but like, he's got a job. Like I need to take you out of the air. So he's got to do it. So I, I really like that. It's not all good guys are good and not all bad guys are bad in most of these films that I've seen from uh, right. Miyazaki. Which I, I think that's like the beauty of a slice of life is that, is that Chris is just a guy yeah. that's like trying to get some fame before he goes back to America. Yeah. So like he has mm-hmm. all of his own motivations, you know, you know, like in a way, like you could shoot this entire film from the eyes of Curtis or, or from anybody, you know, and, and, and like, there would still be like, like that protagonist, you know, antagonist or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, um, at the same time, there's not, yeah. you know, like really it's just like people living in this world and, and, you know, and as you do things, you'll find people that are like real circumstances that, that are like, yeah. Yeah, that and come they're up doing something against... counter to what you're doing. Yeah. It's an opposing force of mm-hmm. your own, and it's not just because this person's evil, like in a lot of Disney films. They're just the evil whatever. Right. They're... Well, because you never yeah. really, like, think of Curtis as that bad, bad of a guy. You know, no. like, he just is, like, mm-hmm. he, like, he's overly, like, romantic yeah. and, you know, et cetera. But he's not really, you know, he's never, like, cra- even the pirates aren't crafted as, like, these, like, horrible yeah. guys. Exactly. He's they're more so of a foil to, to Porco than... Yeah, Great than a villain. A um, what makes it the ultimate slice of life movie to me though is the 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 ending voiceover. I was like, 
It felt like an episode of Scrubs. Like JD comes in with like <laughs> wraps it up neatly with a bow. Man, <laughs> with the voiceover. Scrubs was really, then, but good that's at what doing makes that. it feel episodic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Man, I really think a sequel to this would be interesting because I feel like you said mm-hmm. it would be almost episodic. Like it, it could have very little to do almost with this whole story we saw, but it'll have some overlapping characters and whatnot. You know what I mean? Right. This this has like such a, a feel of real worldism to it. It's not like while we did follow Porco, <laughs> it, it sounds silly to say now almost. I don't know why. Um, so because <laughs> I really thought it was Marco and Pork and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced. I was convinced. Okay, so, um, but Porco though he, um, God, I lost my thought. It was not, must not have been a good one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What's well, so if you? Okay, wait. So if you if you are, are the ones um, like writing the, the the sequel, where do you put it? You know, like do you put it like the 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 the, 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 the second world war yeah. is like on the cusp of happening yeah. you know do you put it like in the middle of it you know do, do you do a, either, like a, a repeat where he's after it i was gonna say either right mm-hmm. before world war ii is like gearing up or right after but i don't i don't know timeline wise how old they'd be after <laughs> yeah i I, yeah, I, I think he's like in his 30s I think, well there was yeah. I, I, yeah i guess you're right he was probably in his 30s because just based on what he said but there was at one point where i thought he was like really really old because he was like cutting it up with the grandmas and i was like is he their age until they like showed the flash of his face and i was like oh no 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 i was like is he an immortal pig that's kind of what i thought for a second <laughs> Yeah, I think he's like thirty-seven. Yeah, I, I, I think I like well, thirty-seven or forty-seven. But you know, like you know, it, too it, it old is interesting. for Theo. Sorry, we can go on. <laughs> I had to say it. You know, because so, there, you know, like World War One. You know, obviously, you know, was like uh, I think like Europe, like essentially jostling for you know like uh, you know territory. Where you know, you know, and and he felt like a pig after that. Like, like imagine him, you know, and how he feels after the atrocities. You know, especially because you know, you're, you're talking about you know Italy. You know, I, I believe uh, in the first World War was on the Allied side, and then you know, you fast forward, you know, like to to the the the, 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 the Second Great War, mm. and they're on the opposite side. I'll be honest, and, I didn't you know, realize and, that. I thought they were on yeah. not the the good side both times i'm no history buff mm. but so that's actually, germany was on the bad side both times. i thought they both but were i thought they both were i thought they both were sorry so oh and two on great wars yeah. so um also uh, i hate calling those wars great doesn't that feel weird like people are like oh yeah those great wars <laughs> like uh. but i think it's a, like I, I i i always well i say that so i don't stutter but um, the, I think, you know, that, that's sort of like, a, uh, you know, like imagine, you know, like if you ever look, look at the casualty count to those wars and stuff, you know, like they're, you know, like, and how much, you know, like envelop people's lives, like, you know, like here in America where, you know, like the only attack on our soil was like nine, nine, 11, like, a, you know, like think about how much that like, impacted us yeah. and, and how much like that, that like messed up, you know, and, and we're still reeling, mm-hmm. you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like psychology from that. You know, like imagine you're you're like in Europe. You know, you're you're in it. You know, in yeah. Italy or any of those areas, and you know, yeah. like they, they even like sort of hint to it where where he brings that huge pile of of money, and you know, like, and he he he's sort of saying like you know 
money has like you know like has like essentially devalued which is what what happened you know mm -hmm. in, in that in that area and then like you, you can almost notice also that you, that, that like all of, all the men and all the men in Italy are gone yep. like they're either like the only time you see the men they're essentially like really old or they're like the, 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 that, that that secret police but like all mm -hmm. the work is being done by like the the women i think it's all like this they made a point yeah. that the men had to go find work elsewhere because yeah. there was just nothing one of my favorite anyway. lines is grandpa piccolo saying a prayer please forgive us for building fighter planes with the hands of women <laughs> he snuck really it funny. in there. i really love he snuck it in there at a table of literally 50 women <laughs> he snuck it in at the last second oh I, I so i found my note about him david ogden steers who who voiced grandpa piccolo was the doctor in mash cogsworth in in the beauty and the beast uh animated mm. movie john jones martian manhunter in justice oh. league uh governor ratcliffe the villain in pocahontas and dr jumba jukaba in lilo and stitch wow pretty decorated voice actor yeah, yeah. i was gonna say that's pretty good which which you just re re reminded me of and like what a su 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 subversion like you almost think that, that this film is gonna be like a beauty and the beast type of thing but then mm -hmm. you know like there's never the conversion and at the same you know like he, he well i mean they allude to maybe he converts back to human, but then, mm -hmm. but that's not really the plot, you know. And, and yeah. like him being a pig is almost is almost like just like just you know, like a side plot that you don't really you yeah. know that that it's, gets used in lines, and that's like about it. It's more of a character arc than like a, a plot point. Um, so he has uh, Miyazaki has said uh, about the sequel that it would have been it's called Porco Rosso, the last sortie i don't know if i'm saying that right uh set during the spanish civil war uh oh. which after a quick google was like 1936 to 39 so mm. oh so so he so he, he decided not even it. to go into the, the yeah wow we, yeah. we totally pitched the wrong movie he had a different idea <laughs> um we're not but like still, I, 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 I think it, 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 it would have been interesting to to see like how how a porco rosa that, that couldn't have uh, that, that, that couldn't deal with the atrocities of the the first world war to have dealt with the atrocities I, of the, 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 the second world war too, which is like totally I mean, essentially agree. way worse totally 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 agree um this movie though is so jam-packed with stuff i i just was pulling up my letterbox reviews and we don't need to get into them just yet but this person wrote an essay i've never seen a letterbox review longer than this so i, I i'm mm -hmm. glad to see that like people while this film i don't want to say is underrated or or not as well known i'm glad to see it has so much appreciation for everyone that that does end up viewing it because like i said I, I just watched it for the first time today brand spanking new off of it mm -hmm. but I, I came away with so much appreciation for for it as a whole and um i'm glad to see that other people do too yeah i, I do feel like it's i read a um, ones Good. oh yeah yeah I was gonna say, I I read a um, a review. It was like by like it's called this thing called Common Sense Media. And I thought it was funny that they, they described it's packed with cartoonish violence. <laughs> and uh, I I want to get your guys's take on what you consider violence. <laughs> I was going to say describe this movie as violent. Yeah, but the gunshots at someone. Is shooting yeah. guns violent? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. If you're <laughs> shooting it at a person, that's violence. Yeah. I feel like violence has to be blood and like gore and like killing and like I mean they do fight like they they do they yeah. do get all bruised up you get badly initially bruised up, um, <laughs> and it's so weird but like packed with violence yeah. like uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. scene to scene the know. violence is like 
You got to cover your kids' eyes? No, I actually thought it was no. There's very little blood. There is gunshots at other planes. I think that's where the violence come in is right. shooting to, like, kill. Yeah. No, but, but it's not even think, to kill. You know, it's, it's always to, to, to well, hit the motor. Porco makes a point. They make a point that Porco does that. Not everyone else does that. He's, yeah. he's a gentleman. Yeah, but, then you, but, but then you see, like, Donald Curtis, like, when he shoots up Porco Rosso, like, he's in the beginning, bad. he only shoots up his, his, his engine. No, he's just bad. <laughs> he's just a bad <laughs> yeah, he's shot. He's a bad shot. You read that totally yeah. wrong. That, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie is during their, their fight at the end in the air. Uh, Curtis runs out of ammo, starts shooting at him, and then Porco throws his little broken lever at him and boomerangs it to his face. Boomerangs that it was right so at funny. him. They're just like trading barbs, like yeah. yelling at each other from the plane. It was, I really liked it. It is really fun. The anticlimacticness of the dog fight devolving mm. into throwing stuff, and then they're just like, now we're going to fist fight. And then like they both almost <laughs> lose. I was like, this is totally devolved like from a, from like, a, I'm going to shoot you out of the sky to like two men being like, I win. No, I win. Yeah. And like, I, I, I just really <laughs> like the real life stakes of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, right, that it, 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 it like sort of allowed them to, to like just continue on as like, these characters yeah there was no no one went yeah. to jail or had to die they literally just left the scene together like let me see your face right. you know what i mean so which i, I love <laughs> yeah. it i love it like i said it's that gentler touch of like being good at, like who's a good guy and a bad guy and then you have the second world war looming over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of their lives <laughs> let's um, um I, I think we should get into some like closing thoughts before we do letterbox reviews because I, I I think that yeah um well uh, I think the reviews are really like good and and hearty if that makes sense so well, well okay. let's uh closing thoughts Evan why don't you start us off here what are your closing thoughts on this movie um watch it I think it is it is definitely underrated I think it's not one of the films that is brought up in the Ghibli conversation. You know, people mm -hmm. talk about Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke. Uh, I think those are probably the two most more popular ones. But um, I hadn't really heard of this movie until it was mentioned in an interview about Luca, a Pixar movie that came out last year. So I really enjoyed it. Um, it is it, it is more understated than I think uh, uh, moviegoers have an attention span for nowadays it's like a, a slower pace it is slice of life um but it's really enjoyable so uh highly recommend it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gary you have your closing thoughts i'm i'm like You're good. i'm up uh, yeah you keep doing that <laughs> i will uh so for me i think this movie is one of the few movies I, I left with such like a complex feeling. I wasn't like overjoyed or I wasn't like, yeah, or I wasn't like, oh, what a sad movie or like what a happy ending. There was so much that was going through my head and Gary kind of hit on it. Like there was a lot of bittersweet feels to this while it ended. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we did solve the mystery that they ended up together. Most likely. I, you know, I, upon finishing it, that wasn't my first takeaway. So, you know, there's a lot of like feelings and, and I've come to really appreciate this in movies when things are left open ended, not more so in the sense that they're like, oh, let the audience choose more so in the sense that that's so real life. So many things mm -hmm. in real life get unresolved 
or pushed years down the road till any sort of thing gets resolved or just never mentioned again. And it never is another topic of whatever. So I really like that this just like like we said, we were looking at a moment in time and we only get to really look at that moment. We, we have to fill in the blanks of what came before and after. And it's just it's really beautiful story told. It tell, it's really beautiful storytelling just with an amazing animated backdrop. So I, I just I wouldn't be able to recommend this movie more. We've been hitting some heaters here in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of, of 2022. And this yeah. was came up out of nowhere. This was like a Porco yeah. punch. I didn't know what hit me and I'm down for the count. That was good. Beautiful. Gary, you got to oh, follow goodness. that. Unfortunately, what are your closing yeah. thoughts? One take Mike, baby. One take Mike. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would say, you know, I think this is, you know, a great, rainy day casual watch it's raining you know because i think perfect yeah i sorry i think you know in a lot in a lot of ways you know like any great slice of life you know content you know it almost just feels like something that you have on in the in the background or like when you're not really you know like uh paying attention and i think that you know like like that because of this world is like so beautifully beautifully crafted and and, and, and like like the score is so awesome mm-hmm. and the sounds are so awesome and stuff that this movie fits there perfectly but then at the same time you know like and and i think what this movie does great is is it takes that that slice of life to like sort of like lull you into like this is a casual watch and then it has like a very poignant moment mm-hmm. that picks you up and 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 throws you back down and you're like oh <laughs> This is a movie about, you know, war mm-hmm. and, or mm-hmm. it's about post-war, you know, and, and about, you know, like the, 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 the how war you know like affects people. And, you know, I think in that, you know, like this is like in a very, you know, adult film, you know, like at that, like I think that's like the, the, the beauty of it is like, like Evan said, this is very understated. There's so many like nuances in this film that like you almost have to watch it again or you have to almost have to read up about yeah. you know like the 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 history mm-hmm. in Europe to then understand like the impact you know that, that all these people have and how and again it that it just feels like a bittersweet moment that then he's going to get like torn asunder mm-hmm. in like 10 years <laughs> good. really good Whew. I just, uh, like I said, it, it, it snuck up out of nowhere on me. I, I knew I was going to enjoy it because I love anything Studio Ghibli, except maybe that Grogu animated Disney Plus thing. But I love everything Studio <laughs> Ghibli. So um, I, I do want to, like I said, get into some of these letterbox reviews. I have like a rather long one. So if you guys want to, okay. uh, not you, Gary, but if Evan, you want to maybe get some ready. Let me start reading this. And I'm actually sure. even not going to read the whole thing. So thank you, Jay okay. Park on Letterboxd. Uh, this gave it five stars. And I'm going to start in the middle so but make no sense porco rosso is one of my absolute favorite miyazaki films the ca- there's casual biz- there's a casual bizarreness to it most obviously manifested in the italian society's acceptance of the fact that an otherwise fantasy free world porco is an anamorphized uh, pig even the story doesn't really dig into this instead ut- utilizing it as clever representation for the movie's themes marco the man before the pig witnessed these witnessed three of his friends lose their lives in service of the Italian war efforts, leading him to detach himself from society. He would be a shallow, individualistic, stubborn pig. Ha ha ha, in quotes. Rather than consider himself a cog in the machine of fascism. 
The complex sadness of Porco Rosio is that it's a self-imposed isolation that Marco has managed to both alienate himself from participating in evil acts, but also deprived himself of love and happiness. Gina, a childhood friend who shares his loss like no one else could, has always loved him. We can assume that Marco loves her too, but Marco's layered emotional guilt necessitates a distance between him, society, and Gina. What he fears most is confronting those old wounds, preferring yeah, instead to remain a lone pig. This, this stop. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay, the events of Porco Rosso gently prod. This mentality allows us for a glimpse of optimism for Marco's future in a world without fascism. So I'm not even done. This, there's That's still more to this. But I, yeah. what I really liked about this take is like that the he Gina who should be able to relate to him like none other and they should be able to like share these atrocities he can't even find himself to relate to her cuz he can't revisit these old wounds and it's just it's so mm-hmm. strong and that's why he would rather be a self-imposed pig than than even be yeah. with the, a woman that loves him and understands him <sighs> sorry yeah <laughs> um mine's uh, a little more brief this is uh four and a half stars from Brian Sweeney me, LMAO, a pig who's a pilot, Miyazaki, sending people off to war either kills them or creates a chasm between them and society they can never fully get over. Me, LOL, oink, oink. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about Very this well movie. Uh, Very well said. That's really good. Um, <laughs> this one says uh, I have another stars. one queued up. No, I'm sorry. Four... I got a, oh, I got okay. a short one. I hope right. it's not the one you have. Okay. Four stars, 10 is. days quarantined, and I'm full, and I'm Randy for the pig. <laughs> what? Wait, who's uh, Randy? Okay. <laughs> Uh, this one is four stars. Won't elaborate, but this has Tom Hardy energy oozing out of it. Wow, <laughs> that is great casting. If there was ever a live action yeah. Porco Rosso, I see that. He's the man I see for that. it. <laughs> um, with with small man um, Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Do one says, uh, "Yeah, four and a half stars." Miyazaki has yet to disappoint me. His world building is so vastly chaotic, yet so deeply relaxing to s- step into. It may seem smaller than his more popular films, but don't be so foolish. Porco Rosio is no exception, and I think that is that is like such a, a way that he has captured real life. Like there is chaos going around us all the time. There's so much going on. Life is so crazy. But if you can just find those moments of peace uh, around the chaos, like that's what he is so good at capturing is like, yeah, there's war, there's all this shit, but like life is still beautiful. Like if you, if you take a moment to sit back and enjoy it. I think that that's something that I enjoy about a, a, a Ghibli film is that um, he does a, such a good job of like a- animating in and like taking a moment to like just animate like someone cooking or chopping food or like it's yes. like always, it's always like these really small nuances to it that uh, mm-hmm. essentially just make it feel like so much more more real. Even him just eating at yeah. the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm hungry now. You know what I mean? It just brings you to real life. It's uh, you know you nailed it. That's really good, really good mm-hmm. uh, observation. Um, on a scale of five stars, what would you guys rate this movie? I have mine. I'd give it a five. I think it's a five out of five. As far as animated films go, hour and a half of just pure beauty. I I could recommend this to anyone. I could tell my mom to watch this. I could tell it. 
I could tell a child to watch this. I don't know I would, but I think children would still like it. They'd be like, oh, yay, play it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> LOL, oink, oink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I give it a five. Yeah. Gary. I'll go I first. would say... I, uh, oh. oh, okay, sorry. Nope, no, go ahead, go uh, ahead. One take, baby. Uh, uh, I, I would probably give it a, I think, a four and a half. Uh, just, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect film, but I have to have some sort of... <laughs> degree you know i didn't i didn't leave it itching to watch it again or anything mm -hmm. I, I would love to watch it again but you know it wasn't i don't know it's just my own personal scale like yeah, yeah, left me with a lot to think about but yeah i love it what well, that's true left me with a lot to think about gary gary uh, out of five how many stars okay so um i don't have like a really crappy movie like like a zero but if a five is Marshall the, the shell with shoes on and like the most beautiful film of 2022 um <laughs> then you know I, I i would say that this is probably like uh like, like i haven't said like a four and a half like it's not it's not perfect and you know i think it's like sort of hard for like a dub film to be mm. perfect because especially like a dub film in 2000 <laughs> when there's not really like as much care you know taken with like the voice acting you know and, and maybe if this is this is in japanese maybe it is closer to uh like a five but like you know, there are still some like rough around the edges thing. But you know, at the same time, I think that, and I think it's really hard for a slice of life movie to be a, to be a five. But um, it's like a nice know, for... secret to be filled in on. You know? Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah. Now I'm part of the Porco yeah. Rosso club. Yeah. No, that's the Mile that's, High Club. That's yeah. <laughs> it's still really good. Yeah, I I, I would definitely yeah. re recommend it to to, to anybody. Yeah. You know, like again, it's it's, mm -hmm. one, one, it's like it's a great casual. It's one of the better slice of life. Slice of life is really hard to pull off. Mm -hmm. And I think this does it perfectly. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, you brought up something interesting, and it's a great segue into just some news that we're going to talk about. Um, I I'm going to queue up with the first bit of news. Gary kind of teased it. Marcel the Shell with shoes on wins best animated film at the New York Film Critics Circle. I, yeah. Did you guys think it was an animated film? <laughs> yeah, it's stop motion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, stop motion. Stop motion. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, it's like Roger Rabbit, you know. Yeah. Is, is that animated, Roger Rabbit? You know, well, yeah, I, Roger I Rabbit. It's a cartoon. There is, it's okay. obvious. It, it, I was excited for it. We had I, this debate on with another guest. Is it a cartoon or not? Obviously, there's different forms of animation. Would you call it a cartoon? I don't know. I would, I would call it stop animation. motion. I don't know. Okay. I'm okay with it. I like covering it. I love stop yeah. motion. It's a, it's a gray area for me. I don't know yeah. how I feel. I, um, falls, I have not seen under the movie. Our purview, you guys both, you <laughs> yeah. both have told me that uh, this movie's phenomenal, and I have yet to see it. And uh, now the yes. New York Film Critics Circle is telling me I got to see it. So um, I thought that was an mm -hmm. interesting bit of news, though, because that took me uh, back a bit. I was like, animated? <gasps> I was like, what? But no, yeah. no, it is. You guys, yeah, you convinced me. Yeah. Uh, watch yes. it before it gets avatar yeah you know before it gets like so hyped up that you're like going into it, you're like this is like not that good. I, i'm i'm good <laughs> with self-imposed uh pigdom just kidding self-imposed uh like expectations on movies yeah um uh i guess the other one is there's a new tra trailer for transformers rise of the beasts did any of you guys watch beast wars growing up the, the oh yeah the, the yeah Fuck yeah dude. yeah i know what yes, you're talking about i didn't amazing. watch a ton of it but i know what you're talking about yeah i okay good because i loved that shit growing up and i watched maybe the first two or three transformers movies the live action ones and yeah. haven't really kept up and haven't been excited about any of them skipped bumblebee but 
the trailer looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. I forget the guy, the gorilla Optimus Primal's in there, Cheetor's in there, um, hey. the Rhino dude. It yeah, looks pretty great. fucking tight. I'm gonna go watch that. Nice. Um, uh, Alex, you sent this one to me. Prime Video, Amazon Prime Video has surpassed Netflix as the number one streaming service in the U.S. According to some research, Gary, does that surprise uh, and then you? Send me a, a ranking. No, yeah, number one, number um, one streaming service. I I don't think Netflix would the, surprise a ton of people, but Prime Video. It it, it, it surprises me in the sense that um, like the the quality is not really there, but um, <laughs> but like yeah. it, it, um, it it doesn't in the sense that like who doesn't have Amazon Prime and it, and it's just like comes with it. I got you. But mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, I think I do appreciate you know Amazon Prime is great for like all like any like crappy film that you want to watch or like any like indie film that, that you know like if you just want to watch like random indie films that you would like never ever you know like, like old day netflix but like the beauty of netflix mm. a bygone era of netflix was it used to be padded with a bunch of b films or like you know like just essentially like college mm. projects no, right and like that's yeah. and that's essentially like amazon prime like i like despise any amazon prime original film i think all the original stuff is like I, except for like Red Oaks, I think is all like pretty lame. Yeah. But like, Red did Oaks she? Didn't great. you, you know, tell me to watch that, Patriot? Yeah. Oh, I love Patriot too. I love Patriot. <laughs> great. I love, oh, and Man of the High Tower. The, 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 oh, and Marvel. Uh, yeah. No, man, and Mrs. Marvel. Man of the High Tower. Wait, let, let, let me get close to my Man in the High Tower is boring. <laughs> He's like Gary starts listing them all off. Um, I guess you know Prime Video. You you bring up a good point. One, they have that great uh, IMDb. You know, you pause and tells you who's in the scene. That's but the um, best feature. They are, you are so right in the fact that if something is not on HBO, Netflix, or Hulu, I know damn sure it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm like, oh, I bet it's on Prime, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like because they also have movies playing out, like, they do, like, the, before they're released on digital, they'll, mm. you can, like, watch, like, Black Adam a month out is, is on Amazon Prime. I don't know. I feel like. And, and they had Thursday the night football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's actually huge. All, all, all those Wait, sports you know what? Andes, all those sports. No, I didn't even think about that because yeah. we're so non-sports focused here. <laughs> no, that's actually a huge draw for people would be, oh, I can watch Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. And that, I mean, has and huge audiences. And two-day shipping. And two-day yeah. shipping. Right. Um, <laughs> and Amazon Music, except then except then they're like, no, actually, Amazon Music, we're going to strip everything from it, and it sucks. But... <laughs> so the one that was really funny is I got a... watch Bosch? Yeah. I got a top Sorry. 10 list. Okay, Bosch, Bosch low-key was like, okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's like a, it's like a, it's a procedural, no, it's not even, a, well, it's not, a, it's like a procedural crime drama, but the procedural, procedural crime is one season, and <laughs> mm. that's like, okay, but like, come on. <laughs> No, you're not watching pretty much any Amazon original. You're like, damn, dude, I'm going to have to call my mom and have like a, a lengthy conversation with her about the nuances of the plot and the storyline. It's like, it's actually, Amazon is essentially just produces movies and shows that are just like, just like, uh, it's Based essentially like people's Amazon purchases. <laughs> exactly but like they're like bootleg versions of like what's already out there yeah. you know like like i think their original film like when they do do something original it's like nice like the patriot like yeah. like is is pretty original and that's like and that's really good but like you know like uh what's like the the lord of the rings one rings of power that, that just yeah. came out yeah that one was like garbage did you guys watch that did you watch through it 
Um, yes. Not all of it. I haven't finished it. I, I, I've yeah, only watched episode one, honestly. Um, yeah. Because it's boring. <laughs> I'm not okay, huge look, yeah. into Lord saying... of the Rings, though. Is I, I like Lord <laughs> of the Rings, but I don't love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you, 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 you can essentially take any trope from a fantasy adventure and they just like purposely wrote it into like Lord yeah. of the Ring, like the Ring of Power. It's mm-hmm. like it's like like every single scene is like crafted around like, hey, I have to get through this scene. You know, like like, like when he's searching to get into the caves or whatever, he's like, oh, here's a button. But it's like if he's just gonna find that button, why spend the the two minutes like of him like yeah. looking for the button, not doing anything cool to find it? And he's just like, oh, well, I guess here it is. <laughs> It's like because uh-huh. they have to progress the story. It's like the, it's like the classic like fantasy adventure problem, which is like you just have to progress the story, and if you mm-hmm. don't do it nuanced or like subtly, then it's just like be, yeah, too late. No, 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 I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, I have an interesting it's... bit of news, and uh, it was not okay. uh, it wasn't interesting to me when Evan first sent it, but upon like uh, doing a little more, so Jacob Tremblay, who stars in the movie Luca, he announced that his favorite animated film of all time. Is cars, and I think I, I think I have a problem with Mater. this. I think I got a big problem with this. If I'm being honest, because that movie is ass. <laughs> it is one of Pixar's worst movies by and far, and the fact that that's his favorite one, I think just t- t- he's too young. There's no way. Yeah. God. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but what about Mater though? <laughs> I, I mean, aren't you like a Mater ship? Like, I, I ship for Mater. Mater's one of the best design characters. <sighs> okay, Mater's whatever. Played I mean, by Larry the Cable he, guy? Okay, uh, what I don't understand is Jacob Tremblay is in one of arguably Pixar's strongest films, and he's like, oh, I love cars? <laughs> it's bad press. He probably grew up with it. Yeah. bad press. Maybe it was the one movie he had access to in the room. <laughs> um yeah, he was breaking it. He was bad, bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> so, oh, oh, uh, so in that list of uh, the rankings of streamers, pretty surprising that in fifth is HBO Max. So it goes one Prime Video, what? two Netflix, three Hulu, four Disney Plus, five HBO Max. Why is that surprising uh, to you? I don't know. But, but just because of the quality the of the content. But Bro, I, you know, HBO it's, Max it's, just it's went through a huge numbers. scandal where they were like, oh, it turns out they've been lying about how many subscribers <laughs> yeah. they have. And they took away That's every true. great piece of media. And they're like, we're not yeah. making any more media for you ever. What? I'm shocked yeah. they're on the list after the year they've had. That's I would say platform, but oh, sorry, they've had so much controversy this year. Mm-hmm. But does that matter to, to anybody in terms of like your your, your average yes. viewer? You know, like I, I am surprised that like to me HBO and Hulu are like one and two, and then like Amazon and 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 um, Amazon Prime to me is like quality wise the worst. You know, it just comes mm. with Amazon Prime, <laughs> so you just have it. And like Netflix to me is like is like ESPN on at the doctor's office, where like you just. You know, or, or like, or like you're, you're, you're like, um, Planet Fitness Cover membership. Your ears, Alex. You just, yeah. <laughs> where you just like forget that you, that you have it. At, or, you know, it's, it's like the tissue of streaming services. You just have yeah. it. You never canceled it. It doesn't really, you know, like once you've, you know, like right. if you've had Netflix for I like, you for, for like five years, you, you've seen everything you good on it. You would die without left. tissues. You would be a mess without <laughs> tissues. So I think a better way to say it is it is the cornerstone of having any streaming like household. How dare you? <laughs> 
not paid for by Netflix. Okay, so and then and then Disney Plus is is exclusively Star Wars and and Marvel and like and like the only thing worth on Disney Plus is watching old school cartoons. So <laughs> that, those are my hot takes. Disney Plus well, is interesting okay. to me because I actually know it's not available worldwide either. There are a lot of countries that actually mm. don't even have Disney Plus yet. So that's actually really fascinating to me that it is number four mm. on the list. Um, you know, Gary was making a joke about this, but number six on the list is ESPN Plus. And so that was one of the more shocking ones. But then there's Paramount Plus, which is seven, which I guess I get. Uh, I'm just happy it made the top 10. Apple TV underrated at eight. Peacock nine. Now, Gary, we just listed off so many streaming services. What would you say is number 10? Number 10? Yeah, on this list. Crunchy roll. <laughs> no, but honestly, I would have expected Crunchy roll before the one that ended up on here at number 10. Any other guesses? You have any last guesses before I tell you what it is? Funimation. No, it's, no once again, though, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was that. It is the Stars app. <laughs> what? Are you kidding didn't me? Know they had an app. What? Right. What I is that? I didn't know I, they had an app. I didn't even know. I mean... <laughs> I think Stars. No, it was Showtime. I was gonna say I think Stars used to have Shameless, but that's the. I wasn't even correct. That. I guess you know I can't think of too many more streaming services, but you know, good for you, Stars, making the list. I I, I wonder how many of these are like uh, on there because of like circumstance. Like, is that like you know because like ESPN Plus comes with, with Hulu Disney and Plus Disney. and with Hulu, yeah. so then you're like, True. okay, I also have ESPN Plus, you know, and and like and I, I think Stars has to, you know, be. like maybe people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think you're right. Stars is a victim of maybe you get it like a Hulu package. Um, you know, while uh, I'll always put Netflix, uh, mommy at number one, Hulu, I actually think is probably. <laughs> Please give me another show. <laughs> Please put me on another show. I didn't say that. But although, you know, any service, I'll take it. You know, if anybody wants to put me on, I will put you at I'm number one. I'm still on my, my year with Netflix. I still have a year with Netflix. So we'll start talking to the others. Okay, put me yeah. on this show. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I've got a great reality show for you. Hulu, bang for its buck, I think is probably the best they they get really fresh movies in there sometimes they'll get new movies and they have episodes week by week update which is just like it is also just another outlet of disney (laughs) which is odd it's weird that now they're like oh you buy hulu here's disney plus and espn you're like wait what i didn't want all this Hulu just oh. feels like a better version of Peacock and Paramount. Like I, I think P- Peacock and Paramount, they're well, Hulu they're, they're like they're like been around way well, longer. I, I just mean because, well, yeah, but like Hulu has like all of that lot, you know, like essentially like Hulu for the longest time was like where you went to watch like you know like the the live TV that you missed. Yeah, yeah that's you know? so huge. now it's like. Mm-hmm. Right, but 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 now they've built out their like um their their their, their, their catalog. They have a bunch of originals and then maybe a bunch of things that you wouldn't you know that you wouldn't normally be watching. Where like I think Paramount and and Peacock are still like a little bit stuck in that like we pretty much have our old shows and that's like what you're going to come to watch us for. I, I don't necessarily see the comparison myself, but after you explain it, I understand what you're getting at. While this is riveting, us just debating the different streaming services. I uh, do you have any more news, Evan? I think I think we've uh, beat this one to death. I I don't, but I figured while we are flying over Italy Ooh. this episode and talking about HBO Max, any predictions for the the season, the last two episodes of White Lotus? Oh. 
I thought you were about to go for like a World Cup. We don't watch sports. I was like, whoa. Are you I was like, yeah, about? Italy's taking it all. Either or. Um, Either or. I've been loving this season of White Lotus. Uh, I don't. Yeah. They've kept me on my toes, but I got to imagine it is spoilers if you are not watching the White Lotus. I imagine it's got to be um, blonde chick's husband that dies. I don't know. I don't know who's going to die. It's three of them. Theories? It's three people, right? It's three? I don't know. I think I know they, that. yeah. that's news to yeah. me. Yeah. She finds like the one body floating and then and then when the, the like manager's talking to the other guy, the guy's like, Oh, you know, what they found like, you know, there was two other bodies, blah blah blah. Whoa. It's the it's the yeah, it's so the it's, three yeah, men, yeah. it's the family. So just watch the first yeah. So watch like the first five minutes of the first of the first episode and, and it's the, the family that are all gonna hook up with uh uh Lucia. <laughs> Yeah. But what a what 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 a banger that the end of um the last episode was. <laughs> a literal Literally. banger. Um, what an absolute, yeah. Absolute no, banger. yeah, but it was uh, my theory. Yeah, go ahead. Is that Mia and Lu? I thought I didn't know it was going to be three, but um, I think Mia is yeah. my number one candidate for being a body. No, I love Mia and Lucia. They're my favorite. I I, think. I love Mia as well. I think they're, I, those I two are my like... favorite. I think if, like in season one, if the hotel manager was like the main character, quote unquote, I would say they're the main characters of this season. Yeah, it's hard to have. I don't one. think it's any of the guests. Yeah. I think it's. You not, don't think it's a guest? The rich I... guests. I don't. Rich guest. Yeah, I think it's a it, it, it's a subversion, and it's just going to be radio? like. <laughs> three people that that you maybe have just like seen Ooh, okay because they, 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 they've spent so much time you know like building out these i don't know these people that maybe i just don't want them to you just don't like, want like them any to of them to, to, to you die. Should, if you haven't though check out the white lotus even though we just spoiled a ton of mm-hmm. it for you great show on hbo max season one well, and two did, did one, of, one of you guys text uh text me this that um uh, uh jennifer coolidge's husband in the show uh is napoleon diamond's uncle someone sent me that as well maybe we were you and i were talking about it evan i don't know um yeah but I, I, I recently came to that yeah it's it's uncle rico okay That's all. anyways <laughs> we're on a tangent <laughs> one take okay. baby um uh, one take mike baby one take mike <laughs> my pitch for the the porco rosso sequel is uh porco rosso lean pork he just gets fucking jacked <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Porco Rosso at the Post White Lotus season three. The, 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 the whole film is actually it's not even done by Ghibli anymore. It's just done by uh, what's his face that does the explosions? Michael Bay. He does, Michael he, Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay. He just does Michael Bay. It, it ditches the whole like like any morals or anything. He just gets jacked. He's really it's played by Chris Chris Evans plays Porco Rosso. <laughs> and and there's a scene where all his clothes get gets flicked off, you know, and, and then behind you it just see explosion. the butt, and there's an He's explosion. Yeah, yeah, I see the vision. I see the yeah. vision. He, <laughs> yeah, he bangs like most of the chicks in the film. It's like, yeah, I I would actually buy watches. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, all, all 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 the chicks in the film are are, are sixteen, seventeen. <laughs> uh, okay. With big butts, <laughs> they mentioned it twice. That was what was so annoying. Yeah. One time, maybe but it's weirdly, a translation. Second time, I'm like, Porco, you just you're just talking about her butt now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like you're, you're like low key trying to get like sexual, but you're, you're not trying to get sexual. You're like you're like, oh hey, no, oh you, you sit with that butt. You're like, 
oh, how is your butt feeling? <laughs> Clearly, this guy is trying to get sexual. Oh, God. Porco, you pig. You pig, you. Okay, so. Porco, you pig. I'm going to wrap us up here. Any, you guys have any last thoughts before I sign us off? Uh, One uh, gig, Mike. Gary, what's what's next on your Ghibli watch list? Uh, actually, probably that that Fireflies, yeah, film. Okay. I think that, yeah. Other than that, I mean, all of them. I I, I do want to. I've heard a lot of great things about like what is it, the Howling, the Howling Castle. Or... Yeah, Howl's Moving Castle is great. Yeah, Howl's uh, Moving I Castle. Also really like uh, Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind or mm-hmm. something. Um, that one's great. Uh, if uh, if you guys get a chance, there I think it's a recurring annual series, but they do. It's called I think it's called Ghibli Fest, where they will yeah. every like month or so they'll play a different um, Ghibli film on a big screen. You can I, I think they also do dubbed and subbed sometimes. So uh, I'm pretty sure it's nationwide. Check it out if you can find a showing near you. Uh, it's really cool to see a Ghibli film on a massive, massive screen. Yeah. All right, wrap us up. Nice. Well, thank you for coming, Gary. This was a great pick. A uh, lot of fun. We had a good time with you. Lots of laughs, which uh, always always happens. So, uh, but if you enjoyed this and you want to listen to more two dudes, please check out our other episodes. We have a ton of them on Apple, Spotify, and also on YouTube. You can follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on both Instagram and TikTok. And uh, if you're using Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. And if you're using Spotify. Give us a follow. Uh, we we just learned we could do this, so yeah, follow us. But that's it. That two guys plus one time. <laughs> <laughs> two guys plus sometimes another guy, or it's a chick. There you go. Have a, that's a royalty yeah. free b- banger that you can totally use. That's the outro. Don't even play <laughs> thank ours. You, that's thank perfect. You, thank you. Woo. <laughs>